A musical adventure. New artists, new musicians, and everyone involved in the world of music. Live from Music City, Nashville, Tennessee. This is J Rod Concerts the Podcast with your host, Jamie Rodriguez. Let's find out what we have this episode. It's Friday night. It's going down again. There'll be music, party music. You're invited. Come on in. Hi, everybody. I'm Jamie Rodriguez, your host of J Rod Concerts, the podcast. That song was kind of a variation of one of my favorite artists named King George. Not having King George today, but playing a very, very amazing group here. Welcome to J Rod Concerts, the podcast where I live most of the time, ladies and gentlemen. And we welcome the Davison Brothers. Chris and Donnie Davison, rock band formed in Clarksburg, West Virginia, along with nephew Gerard V and lifelong family friend Aaron Register. The band has created a uniquely authentic Appalachian country sound, which has helped them grow into one of the most successful independent acts in the world. Since their foundation in 2006, the band has recorded three albums, been celebrated as a highway find on Sirius XM, and played some major festivals. Their new album, Home is Where the Heart Is, was produced by Brent Cobb and David Ferguson, better known here in Nashville as Ferg, and features uh, some of our pals, great pals, like Kyle Tuttle, Lindsay Liu, uh, Leftover Salmon's Vince Herman, uh, Tim O'Brien, Rob McCurry. It's just a great, great, great album. So we welcome the Davidson Brothers. Uh, They're going to be on tour, so make sure to check them out, davidsonbrothersband.com slash tour for dates. And let's get on with it. J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with the Davison Brothers. <laughs> there you guys are. Chris, Donnie in the flesh. Look at you guys. How are you guys That's doing? Good. How are you? Great. How are you? So, Chris, Donnie, what is that beautiful compound you guys are coming to us from? It has all the vibes. <laughs> they call, this is a little uh, room, an old room off of my house that I have converted into a little studio. So. I just, I feel like that room has seen a thing or two. Am I right or am I wrong? Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. <laughs> we make a lot of music in here. Right, 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 right. And some other stuff. But guys, so good to see <laughs> you. Over a little bit. So great to see you guys, West Virginia Rockers, Family Troubadours, the Davison Brothers, Chris yep. joining us, Donnie joining us, man, celebrating the brand new album, Home is Where the Heart Is, and you guys were saying this was like your most personal and like the story of yourself, but but guys, this album, Home is Where the Heart Is, the folks you worked with, I mean, it was produced by Brent Cobb and Dave Ferguson, Fergie, and you play with folks and pals that we love, that we know, like, you know, Kyle Tuttle and Vince Herman and Lindsay Lou. <laughs> Forget the talent for a second, guys, because we know these cats are the most talented. How freaking fun was it to do this project? Because I know these, these people are fun, and you guys seem like a good time. How fun <laughs> was it? That, that was the best part of the whole record was just the fun we were having. We were making all that music, and we didn't even – it was just like setting up and jamming. It was like we were all just jamming. But, like, Vince and Kyle and those guys, they're crazy, like you said. Those guys – are ready to rock at 9 a.m., smiling, dancing, laugh. I mean, we did, we had a blast making that record. It wasn't even like making a record because of the fun that was involved. That's what I tell everybody. I was like, man, it was like one of those 
we were in there for a few weeks on and off, but it was like when it was over, we were like, man, is this thing really over? I don't want to stop. We, we, we wanted to keep adding songs to it. So, so, so let me get this straight. You guys went to South Carolina, right? You recorded it there with the gang. So what, what was like a normal day? Like, like what time would you wake up? How, 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 what was the process like here? We, uh, we actually wrote it, some of it in South Carolina. That's right. uh, and Vince had never been involved in a co-write. Vince had pulled a motor home in here in West Virginia because Leftover Sam and Vince Herman had never been off tour ever. So he pulled in here to West Virginia. I got a little camp on a trout stream up in our mountains where we go and get away from everything. And he said, man, can I pull my motor home up there and just hang out? I'm like, sure, Vince. And so he got up there and uh, he was parked for like three days. And I went up and visited him. I said, man, let's get out here and go to Nashville and get in a writing room. And he just played along with it. And then he got in the corner. And he's like, I've never done a co-write before. So that's wild. I, that's so wild. I said, Hey, uh, let's try this. Cause I don't, I, years ago I was at Dell Fest and uh, Trey from the band Fish had come up to me he'd caught our set at Dell Fest and he'd uh, he said man I always wanted to go to Nashville and kind of see what those writing rooms were about so I tried to do this with Trey and it, you know how schedules get up so for years it's been on my mind let's take our jam band friends and uh, put them with these just amazing writers that live in Nashville and they just write every day, all day, you know, they're just lyricist guys and they just, they got magic with their words. And so it couldn't have worked any better. And Vince is like, let's bring Kyle. And I was like, heck yeah. So here I had like Wyatt Garrett, Channing Wilson and the Rob Snyder, Adam Hood. And he's just amazing writers, but Wyatt don't play an instrument at all. He just writes all with his vocal abilities and melodies and, so uh, we got to South Carolina that lodge, and I didn't. We didn't know what was going to happen. So uh, we had them all in this big twenty-room like lodge and twelve hundred acres. And so uh, the first night, everybody was just standoff, kind of getting to know each other. And I was like, Vince, Kyle, get get them instruments out. And Kyle and Vince got the mandolin, the banjo, and the guitars out, and started playing old fiddle songs. And, and all of a sudden, I watched these writers start sparking ideas, and it was just magic. For four days, we never really even slept. We just we wrote songs and it's played just music. The, it's the fun and the energy, like you were talking about. It's like like when Vince is in a room with you, you could be having the worst day, but he is just so jolly and happy. Just 100%. he puts off some like no matter what you're doing, there is some kind of awesome vibe that could, like he just makes you feel good, like. I mean, you, you've seen it on the stage and everything, but it's just his, his everyday personalities like that. It just makes you happy to to want to want to write a song and have fun and write everything he writes is just so good and so inspiring. And I like just being around those guys. Absolutely, guys. And yeah, yeah, what a record! I mean, you guys can tell that you guys carved something so special in every one of these songs, guys. <laughs> But I have right. to I, I have to ask you, you know, guys, because you guys, when you finished this project, you had like a hundred songs, is that right? <laughs> yeah, we actually uh, we turned in fifty five, I think, to uh, Brent Cobb and David Ferguson, and they, you know, as producers, we we kind of stay in our lane and let them. They they was looking at the project in a whole, and uh, Brent, Brent called one day and he's like, "Man," they said, "I don't know if you realize, but." These 50-some songs you just sent us, about 90% of it is you're singing about West Virginia and Appalachia and 
being home, wanting to get home, or, you know, and he said, could I name this record for you? And I was like, well, yeah, what do you got, Brent? He said, home is where the heart is, and that was it. We know it, so amazing. But there's a bunch to unpack there, Chris and, Chris and Donnie. First of all, you say that you sent 55 songs like it's nothing. You sent 55 songs to, like, I just, you know, I'm, a, I'm not a musician, but here in Nashville, a lot of my friends are. I know that some people, I know some songwriters that take two years to finish a song. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, how does that feel like? And, and do you have favorites? Like, how do they cut them down to 10 and stuff? You know, We do. They're all like, you know, it's like when you're done with it, writing these songs, you, you, it's like bringing a light, you know, it's like giving birth to something in a way, you know, so they're all personal to us and it's all, you know, it's all real stuff. We write, you know, about everything we write is real to us and uh, we live it, you know, so they all got a little personal connection to us and we, yeah, we take them all. Very I, yeah, serious. it's hard. It's hard to pick because I like everything. I'm that guy that's like, oh man, I hope we get to cut this one. I hope we get to record this one. But everything we write, I love it so much. We spend a lot of time writing it. We're, we pretty much write all the time. Like if we're on the road, if we're home, if we're right. in the show, we, we write and write and, and all of our friends are songwriters. So really the writing never, never stops. It, we, it's hard to shut it off. And, and we're just surrounded by good songwriters like that. So I think, um, I think my toughest thing is picking which songs like, like each night when we're out on the road at the shows, it's hard to pick just enough songs to go in the set like that each night Absolutely. too. And when you got new ones like that, you write one, you're like, man, you want to play all that new stuff to see what everybody thinks about it. And like, and see how th that we kind of give them a test run. We'll write a handful of songs tomorrow. And then this weekend we'll go out and give them a little test run. And, and you'll know, you'll, the crowd will let you know which ones they like. And, but it's, it's all different to me. I like everything. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, it's unbelievable, guys. I mean, really, really great stuff. And we were talking about West Virginia here and, you know, the title of the album. And I said, man, I'm going to ask Chris and Donnie, like, what is it about West Virginia? Because, you know, like, so much good stuff. Like, our friend, our good friend, Sierra Farrell, West Virginian. You know, yeah. Kathy, Kathy Matea, West Virginia. Yep. Hawkshaw Hawkins, West Virginia. I mean, you yep. go down the list of you guys, West Virginians. Yep. The people that have come out of Mountaineer State, like, what is it about that state, man? Because it, it, that music makes you feel stuff. It, yeah, it's a crazy. I'm glad you, I'm glad you got that. It's uh, crazy you said that because uh, Sierra Farrell was on that first writing session when we got Vince to Nashville, and it was her first co-write in that kind of environment too. So I had her and Vince first time in the same room doing one of these co-writes with friends and. We wrote seven songs with Sierra and Vince the first day and Levi Lowry and uh, Rob McCurry from the Del McCurry band. So it was just, yep. uh, but I don't know. I think it's something about the seclusion up here in these mountains and, you know, everybody just depends on each other and they, they take care of their neighbors and they take care of each other. And just a lot of, you know, hard times, you know, there's a lot of people up here just live off a little bit of nothing, but they're some of the happiest people in the world. And I, I think this music, you know, is embedded here and it's just something everybody's done, you know, because there's no real, you know, you don't go to a city up here. There's very few little venues and stuff. So people just get together and make music. And I think that's, you know, been passed down over the years and it still exists here. And uh, a lot of the, the music is, you know, that's a big part of the lifestyle up here. Just everywhere we go, somebody's got 
an instrument or somebody's singing a song or, you know, from, from little kids, Claire, up to 90-year-old people, you know, there's old fiddlers around and just, it's, it's an amazing uh, little lifestyle we've got up here in these mountains. It, it sure is. It sure is, Chris. And by the way, I mean, for, for my audience that doesn't know, obviously, you guys are brothers, uh, yeah, like yeah. blood brothers. And, and it got me thinking, guys. I mean, you guys probably answer this stuff all the time. So, But for my audience that may not know, I'm, all, I'm always thinking, like, does these great brothers in music history, like, you know, like the Black Crows or the, 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 the Gallagher brothers of Oasis, that they've always had these amazing songs, but they can't stand each other. And they break <laughs> I, I, you almost want to shake them and be like, guys, what are you guys doing? You know, but you guys genuinely have a good time with each other. You love each other. It's clear right now. And you always have. So I guess, you know, like, what's what's the secret sauce there? Or is it just like, you know, you know, yeah. We've, we've done it so long together since we were just little guys. And uh, I don't know. We just, I don't know that it's it's pretty much both it's it's what we've both always done since we were younger so i think we just enjoy we kind of come up together through all the music and everything and through life as little guys till now with it so we've always just learned to get along and uh we've we've got uh actually right now in our band we've got two of our nephews our sisters boys right. in the band with us and they've been on stage with us with us since they was three years old and, uh, you know, on the side stage, just listening to this music. And now they're playing it with us, which is amazing. So we've kind of grown up on stage. Our dad still does 200 shows a year at 70 years old, you know. So it, it's, it's, it's in our blood and it's just something we've always done. And we, we do have our arguments and fights. So. <laughs> it's just always been a close family thing. Music was a big part. It's still a big part of our entire family. So I just sure. kind of let him be the boss and I let him him take over the show and and everything goes smooth i think uh being family you can have little scuffles and you get over it and move on at the end of the day he's still my brother (laughs) exactly exactly well guys you know you guys are you guys are amazing and you guys are being so good with your time thank you just let me ask you a couple more questions guys i mean you guys are road warriors you never cancel shows like you are always there but in december you did cancel a couple of shows. Um, I, I think in Morgantown and Cumberland. What happened there? Because that was, you know, it was like, you guys never cancel. What happened? We've there? never, I think we've only had to cancel a couple of shows in our life. Uh, Donnie, right. my brother, he, he had a, uh, a little surgery. It needed to happen. It come about. It was minor, and uh, but it needed to happen. And that's the, that's, I think we've only canceled three shows in our entire career of about 8,000 shows. So, and every, everyone is healthy now everything's all yeah, right yeah, everybody's we're all good love it love it all right guys let me leave you with this you're going back to the opry you're playing some awesome stages this year i think we're going to see you guys at a few festivals down the road but how is it to play the opry what stages like do you still like you said you, you play eight thousand shows what shows stages still give you the goosebumps that you're like you guys look at each other and you're like shit <laughs> well the grand old opry is the big one that uh I don't know. It's just an amazing feeling to walk out in that circle. I, I don't know if it's just because yeah. as kids, we, we've been to the Opry a lot when we were younger and everything and just got to see all of our heroes standing there. So I think the whole time, the first time they invited us, the whole time backstage, I was just like, I was sitting back here thinking, man, we got to see so many of the legends and the people that we grew Like we used to learn everybody's songs that played on the Opry and we and we got to listen to the Opry on the radio back home at the house on the farm and everything. We were kids. Yeah. The Opry was a big deal to us. So 
when you step in that circle for sound check, I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't tell if I was ready to cry or sing. I had a lump in my throat. I've had just goosebumps and, and we walked out on stage and it was just a sold out crowd with all of it. I think half of West Virginia was there that night because they were just as proud as we were to get in that, to get on that stage. But I don't know. There's something magical. There's some kind of spiritual thing in that entire building and that surrounding. There's like, I, I just, you can just feel that. I don't know. I can't even explain it, but it was the greatest stage I've ever performed on. I, I think right, also, you know. also uh, we, we do Dell Fest uh, on a regular basis and we kind of was in the beginning stages of it, but any anytime we're around Mr. Dale McCurry, which uh, we just idolize and look up to, and that's he's kind of our hero. It it get yeah. it sets a different tone, you know. It just it's kind of you know like him being around and any of those older bluegrass guys that you know cut these roads for us and kind of started this thing we do. These touring musicians, the lifestyle, and you know it, it it's a whole different thing when those guys are around. We we was just playing a show and. Uh, a pre-event in Maryland for Dale Fest, and we didn't know Dale was in the audience. And all of a sudden, we looked over, and Dale comes up on stage and hits that high harmony behind us. And it was, you know, it changes everything when those guys are around. Oh, yeah, they, yeah, that's another one of those moments when Dale sings with you like that. That don't happen too often, but when it does, you're like, "Wow, man!" Like, that makes you happy. It's that amazing. I, I met Dell last year and same thing. And, and his wife was side stage. Oh, just uh, like, always, a, you know, yeah. always like, a, like she was like in her twenties, just looking at every note. <laughs> it's so inspiring. Yes, it is. And Wonderful family right there. Unbelievable. Well, I mean, the Davidson brothers guys, I mean, incredible album. Home is where the heart is out April 28th. Most importantly, incredible dudes, guys. Absolutely. We can't wait to meet you and see you guys perform live. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having us. And uh, Absolutely. we'll see you soon. Take care, guys. Take care. You have been listening to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. Thank you for tuning in.